It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a, what day is it? Monday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, January I wrote down 6th. That's not right, is it, Dave? Yeah, it's January 9th. The day of the – I just wrote it upside down. The day of the national championship game, TCU and Michigan tonight, do you care? Are you interested? Are you interested that the NFL regular season is over? I know we're in a basketball community here. But I'm interested in a lot of these things. It's Black Monday in the NFL. Coaches getting fired. Well, only one today. And it's a weird year because three coaches got fired in the middle of the season. Frank Reich at Indianapolis, Nathaniel Sackett, Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, and Matt Rule in Carolina. Rule now has a job as a head coach in college. Jeff Saturday probably going to be let go by the Indianapolis Colts. He was 1-0. He finished 1-7. And, and yesterday was a grim finale, a grim ending to a terrible Colts season. But Houston won that game, and then they fired their head coach today, I guess for losing the number one pick in the draft. Houston wins, drops to number two behind the Bears, who will have the first pick. The playoffs are set. Uh, Wild card round starts on Saturday with two games, three games Sunday, and one game next Monday night. No Monday night football tonight in the NFL. However, we do have the national championship game. I will give you a pick on that game before the hour is done. All right. It is uh, It's not good around here for basketball. It's just not. Kentucky, Louisville stinks, all right? But Louisville fan is making fun of Kentucky. I don't I don't get it. I mean, I kind of get it. You can't watch your own team. They're that bad. But you take pleasure in the fact that Kentucky is 10-5. and five. Coach Calipari is um, MIA, nowhere to be found, won't do any interviews. The fan base in Big Blue Nation is upset with him. A lot of people say, please take the Texas job. And Louisville fans are lapping it up. And then you got Indiana. You got IU across the river. They're doing great. They're in the top ten. Xavier Johnson gets hurt. They lose to Iowa on the road after a three-touchdown lead. In the, in the process, Race Thompson gets hurt. And then you come back home in a game that I said on Friday, they got to win this game. And they lose to Northwestern 84-83. Nobody's good around here. Who's the best team in this area? And I don't count Purdue because they're too far north. Bellerman's pretty good. They won this weekend. Yay! Ah. Kentucky beat Louisville by double digits, by 20-something. So, I guess Kentucky, Indiana's still in the top 25, at least till within the next hour when it comes back out. They won't be, I don't think. Ah, man. 
ugly weekend in college basketball. Alabama demolishes Kentucky. It was the biggest loss for Kentucky to Alabama, wait for it, in the 150 games in the series. Biggest margin of victory for Alabama ever over Kentucky, and that goes 150 games deep. Louisville, nice comeback. Effort was good. Energy was up. The crowd was pretty good, but they can't get over the hump. Lose to Wake Forest. They did cover. Yay, there's something to get excited about. Speaking of covering, the uh, unsponsored six-pack 5-1 and one this week. Now, the one loss was an absolute, unequivocal, unequ- what's the word? Unequivocable? Unequivocal? Unequivocatable? Can we uh, retape this, Dave? We're not going to. This is not live, is it? It was an absolute beatdown because I took South Carolina, and I think it was 11, 11 and a half from Tennessee. 17. It was 17. And Tennessee had that covered in the first eight minutes and won by, I don't know, 34, 40. Uh, let me check my notes here. 85 to 42. They won by 43 points. That was my loser. And the system that I'm so excited about, not a good weekend. One and five. I'm sorry, one and four. I don't want to make it worse than it actually was. One and four, finishing yesterday with Penn State, leading Purdue by six at halftime, but losing by 13. The only winner was Boston College, who had an opportunity to beat Duke and couldn't pull it out, 65-64. So the six-pack was good to you, NFL 3-0, and in those picks, including Detroit last night, somehow going to Lambeau Field with no chance to get into the playoffs themselves. They were eliminated about an hour before that game started and still able to come away with a victory over Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is is done. The way he walked off the field, now he might just be done in Green Bay, but the way he walked off that field, if optics mean anything, the way he left with his arm around the shoulder of his favorite receiver of all time, Randall Cobb, um, it spoke volumes. The eye test spoke volumes yesterday, last night late, as Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would not trade his jersey, said he wanted to hold on to that one. One of the Detroit players asked him to jersey swap, which is a popular NFL thing to do after a game, and he said, no, nah, I'm going to hold on to this one. He's not coming back to Green Bay. He may not come back at all. He's not Tom Brady. He's not married to football. Remember a few years ago when he was the guest host for a while on Jeopardy and was seriously considering becoming the permanent host of that game show? He's got other things going on. Aaron Rodgers is not married to football like Tom Brady is. Speaking of Tom Brady, the Buccaneers lost. They are 8-9, and nine, and they will host a playoff game on Monday night, next Monday night. Crazy. The Jaguars are in. The Packers are out. The Steelers are out, but Mike Tomlin still finished with a winning record. He's never had a losing record in the NFL. Steelers beat Cleveland, finish 9-8. and eight. 
Seattle backs into the playoffs. Well, they won. They had to win their game at home. It took them overtime. They beat the, a very bad Rams team. And then they got help from the Lions last night. They're in. Kansas City and Philadelphia are the number one seeds. Dallas limped into the playoffs yesterday. We'll talk about all of that coming up a little bit later. But we have to start with college basketball. Kentucky, 10-5. and 1-2 and two in the SEC. Louisville, 2-14. and 14. Big donut hole in five in the ACC. And Indiana is now 10-5 and five and 1-3 and in the Big Ten. Yikes. You can hit me up on the Eminem uh, m Cartage hotline, 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Or you can uh, text me on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. And don't forget like you could ever forget. You can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says the best team in this area is Louisville baseball. Okay, all right, it's too early. Way too early. Single-digit day in January. It might be the 6th. It might be the 9th. I'm not sure what day it is, but it's it's too early to talk baseball. It's too cold to talk baseball. I did get my Louisville bat schedule uh, as I walked in today into the office. They were sitting on the desk out there. So I got my bat schedule ready to go. Bats baseball right here on the Big X. That's a free promo. Kentucky... Got three for 30 on Saturday, combined from Oscar Shibway, Kaysen Wallace, and Jacob Toppin. Now, you're going to shoot bad every once in a while. Usually, it's not three guys combining for three for 30, but that's what you had. And Oscar Shibway, it is very difficult to get on a guy when he's averaging a double-double, Right? Even when Kentucky lost to Missouri, Oscar Shibway had a double-double. But I didn't think he played very well. When they lost to UCLA, same thing. The numbers were there. Didn't, just didn't look like the same Oscar. He, he's uh, losing balls that he never would have lost before. He's getting the ball stripped out of his hands. He is getting outfought for possession of basketballs. And that leads me to use one word. And that word is soft. Now, is he soft? I don't think so. But it's hard to watch a game if you're a Kentucky fan now. And when he comes down with a rebound, puts it down, and it gets knocked away, it's hard not to say that is not that's soft. It's hard not to say that's soft. He was really soft on Saturday. Four points, six rebounds. A lot of minutes on the bench. John Calipari was not happy with his play or his effort. And four turnovers. He's still the defending National Player of the Year. That is a John Calipari quote after the game. He's still the national, defending National Player of the Year. He'll be okay. Dougie Fan is tired of hearing we're going to be okay. They haven't beaten a top 25 team. 
They haven't come really come close to beating a top 25 team. Right? Your leading scorer, by the way, Severe Wheeler and Antonio Reeves had 20 of Kentucky's 24 points at halftime. Kentucky's now 1-5 in games played outside of Rupp Arena this season. And they haven't played anybody good in Rupp Arena. LSU, okay. We're going to see how good LSU is. They got some talent. Maybe Kentucky should celebrate that win a lot more than they did. That is starting to look like an upset. You got South Carolina Tuesday, and I'm going to say the same thing about Indiana having Northwestern. You got to win this game. Now, Indiana didn't do it. South Carolina, we saw Saturday, stinks. They're terrible. They're 7-8. and eight. They haven't won a conference game. Frank Martin is not coming through that door. They're not very good. Tuesday, 9 o'clock start in Rupp Arena. I'm sorry, 7 o'clock start in Rupp Arena. Reeves had 20. Wheeler had 15. I told you what Oscar did. One for 13 from the field. Uh, that was Jacob Toppin, I believe. One of 13. Yikes. I don't know what the answer is, but guess what? It doesn't matter if I know what the answer is. Does John Calipari know what the answer is? And right now, I don't think he does. The answer is to get next year's recruiting class in, right? That's what the answer is. But what did we hear in the offseason? What did we hear? Oh, man. Case and Wallace, one and done. Going to be great. He has been great. He will continue to be great. By the way, it was Wallace who was one for 13. Toppin was one for 10. And Shebway was one for seven. Wallace is great. Chris Livingston, big-time recruit has shown flashes of brilliance, but few and far between. But, hey, it's okay because we're getting Shebway back, National Player of the Year. Getting Severe Wheeler back. He's led the SEC in assists twice, going to do it for a third time. Getting Jacob Toppin back, and, oh, we heard in the offseason how great Jacob Toppin had, has played in open gym, how good he's going to be, how, how much improved he's going to be. Had a great game against Louisville. Had a really terrific game against LSU. Stunk up the court the other night. Three points, six rebounds. Turnovers are what we're looking at here. Four for Shibway. Nobody else had more than one. They didn't turn the ball over. But they shot 28.8%. Five of 20 for three from three and only went to the free throw line eight times. Alabama was ready to play, and you could tell in the first couple minutes, Alabama was ready to play. Looking forward to this game on the schedule, Kentucky was not ready to play. Obviously, or at least in, a, in optically, fearing this game on the schedule. And maybe they were right to do so. They go to Tennessee Saturday. They go to Tennessee, to Knoxville. It, if things don't get better quickly, it's going to be just like this if not worse. 78 to 52. I keep saying it over and over again. It is the lowest point total in Calipari's era in a Southeastern Conference game. 52. 
they're lucky to got they were lucky to get to 52. They really were. When Alabama got their 51st point with about 14 minutes to go, a friend of mine texted me and said, and I, I can pull the text up here, quote, this game's over because Kentucky's not going to score 50. Boy, he was close. He was close. 52. So if Alabama doesn't score the last 12 and a half minutes of this game, they still win. Got to beat South Carolina Tuesday and got to figure some things out. Remember the tweak a couple of weeks ago? Oh, got a tweak. All right, everybody gets excited. Oh, look at that tweak. They killed Louisville. I said at the time, don't look, don't read into that. Louisville's terrible. They've proven me right. They're awful. A win over Louisville. By the way, net ranking, Kentucky was 36 in the net ranking going into that game on Saturday. They are now 46th. Is it possible, and we know the answer is yes, it's possible, that they miss the NCAA tournament? This is a team that was ranked in the top five in the preseason. Yes, it's possible. Oh, that is like pulling teeth doing that first segment. Now I got another teeth pulling segment to do with Louisville basketball. Yikes. Get ready for that. I will talk some NFL. I will give you a winner in tonight's national championship game, at least a winner against the spread. And we'll talk about the unsponsored six-pack, which went 5-1 and one this week. I've got a crow because I've had a couple of 0-6 weeks lately. Hasn't been good. It was a good weekend gambling-wise. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Monday. It's a manic Monday. I do remember 1966. I was four. I mean, no, I was three. <sighs> ah, the good old days. By the way, this is the first week since 2008, February of 2008, that neither Louisville nor Kentucky has a men's or women's basketball team in the AP Top 25. Not good times right now. Speaking of Louisville, 82-72 was the final. Lost to Wake Forest. Uh, They trailed by 20. Nice comeback. Good effort. Again, falls short. And I know it's a broken record. They are feel it feels like they're getting better. They should have beaten Syracuse, had a legitimate shot to beat Syracuse. You know, I don't know how good Syracuse is. They lost to Bryant. They lost to Colgate. Came back, got the lead, had a chance to win, basically. Had a chance to win against Wake Forest. A couple of threes by the Demon Deacons. A couple of late threes, big-time threes, actually. Allow them to hang on for the victory. Mike James, who played great against Syracuse. He played great again, 24 points, 5 of 9 from deep. L. Ellis, 20 points, 8 assists. Uh, James had eight rebounds as well. Jalen Withers, 11 points. But some other guys, and I think based on the names I just gave you, you know who the other guys are that didn't play well. Brent Huntley Hatfield, 
Brandon Huntley Hadfield, two points, four rebounds in uh, 33 minutes. He can't disappear like that. Kamari Lands, three points, one of seven from the field. Sidney Curry had five points, six rebounds. Trainer, seven and seven off the bench. That's not bad. Um, Withers on the bench, not happy about it. Kenny Payne addressed that. And it's basically, he said, I don't care if he's happy about it. He wants to start, play better. Well, he had 11 points, five rebounds. He didn't play poorly. Nobody wants to hear we're getting better when you're 2-14. and 14. Nobody wants to hear, hey, it's coming around. Here it comes, you know, get, getting better, going to win some games. Jim Beheim in his post-game comments, I talked about it last week. So, uh, uh, this team's going to win some games. This is a good little team. They're going to win some games. they got some talent. Okay. I don't. When are they going to win some games? Right? Give me a give me a date. They got Clemson and Carolina this week. At Clemson, who's thirteen and three, and then North Carolina comes to the Yum Center Saturday. Uh, former number one team in the country, not in the top twenty-five now. Okay, I get it. They're like Kentucky, underachieving. They're still going to be a double-digit favorite over Louisville. And Clemson at home and Little John Coliseum going to probably be a double-digit favorite over Louisville on Wednesday. 9 o'clock game Wednesday. Who's staying up for that one? Yikes. Card shot 44%. More importantly, they allowed Wake Forest to shoot 52.7%, including 13 of 32 from deep. Cards out-rebounded Wake, 36-31. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's all about how do we feel better about ourselves? We need a win. This team's got 14 losses. They got 14 losses. They could go 14 and 2 in the next 16 games to get to 500. They're still not going anywhere. You got to get some recruits in, you're going to have to hit the portal hard. And I still am not convinced, maybe I should be, maybe I'm just negative Nelly, I'm not convinced Kenny Payne is back next season. Especially if they don't win, you know, four or five games from here on out. I'm not convinced of it. Because the bottom line is putting tails in the seats. That's the bottom line in football, and it's the bottom line in basketball. Forget NIL. Forget all of that stuff. This is about how is the program going to make money. The program makes money when people buy season tickets. They buy those seat licenses, both in football and basketball. That's where you make money. Football is going to get an uptick. Jeff Brom is going to automatically guarantee more season ticket holders next year. He is automatically going to guarantee more people in the seats at these games next year. That's a plus. I go to the Louisville basketball games, and there's nobody there. There was a better crowd than I had anticipated for the Wake Forest game. That's a positive. Still wasn't enough. Wasn't enough people. Students aren't showing up. And I know that's not about the almighty dollar, but students aren't showing up. And there's no reason to have the upper level 
Just as there was no reason to have the flight deck this past season at Louisville football, there's no reason to have the upper level at basketball games. They can just put the curtain around it, let those season ticket holders come down low and pick wherever they want to sit. Pick an open seat. And they are losing money by the bucket load at these home games. They are. And if that continues, if that continues anywhere, you're looking for a new coach. But especially at a place that is used to having 20,000 people at the game. Clemson's 13-3. and They're good. They're not great, but they're good. 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Indiana, Northwestern. I don't know what the Hoosiers were favored by. Uh, Didn't matter. They didn't win, so it doesn't matter what they were favored by. And I know the injuries are a part of it. I know they're a part of it. Mike Woodson doesn't want to hear that. Trace Jackson Davis yesterday said he didn't want to hear that. Indiana was a six-point favorite without Race Thompson, without Xavier Johnson. Now, Jordan hood Shafino, it must be said, was pretty darn good yesterday. Pretty darn good. 33 points. Three rebounds, three assists, 12 of 17 from the field, five of seven from long range, played 35 minutes. However, and this is nitpicking because Xavier Johnson's not out there to help. He did have six turnovers. I tried to look at this and say, how did Indiana lose this game? Because IU shot 51.6%. 51.6, Northwestern shot 46%. Indiana hit nine threes, Northwestern hit seven threes. Indiana out-rebounded Northwestern 40-32. to How did they lose this game? 84-83 was the final, and really, if Trey Galloway doesn't hit a bomb from the other end of the court at the buzzer, it's a four-point win. 16 turnovers for Indiana, seven for Northwestern. Defensively, they did not cause Chris Collins' team to turn the ball over, and that's how they lost the basketball game. Defensive intensity was not there. They gave up 84 points. 84 points to Northwestern. Now, look, let's be fair. Northwestern is 13 and th- uh, 12 and 3. They're not terrible. Um, when I said on the show Friday, this is a game Indiana must win, didn't mean because Northwestern's terrible. They're coming off a win over Illinois, who, be- who uh, clubbed Wisconsin over the weekend. Their losses are to Auburn, Pittsburgh. And Ohio State, that's nothing to sneeze at. Pitt has actually been much better this year. But it's still Northwestern. You still have a talent gap, even without Race Thompson and Xavier Johnson. Miller Cop, not bringing anything to the table. Tamar Bates has to score with these other guys out with injuries. He has to. He had, he had nine points, three of eight from the field. He's got a score. Jordan Geronimo got the start. Almost had the uh, the goose egg line. In 10 minutes, he had no points, two rebounds. 
He got out. He was out early, and Mike Woodson was not happy with him. Renew had eight off the bench. Galloway had uh, eight off the bench. It's it's a short bench now, too. So you got guys getting 35, 38 minutes, which uh, you don't want. Trace Jackson Davis didn't leave the game, played 40 minutes. Now, Trace Jackson Davis had 18 points, 24 rebounds, and eight assists. He was great. And then he blamed himself after the game, said, I got to be a better leader. I don't know what else you can do. 18, 24, and 8? 24 rebounds. That's the most for Indiana in a game, and check me on this because I heard this and I didn't didn't do the research, since Kent Benson in 1976? Is that, 24 is a ton of rebounds. That's a, that's a month's worth for a lot of guys, for a lot of big men. 18 and 24 along with eight assists, and they lose the game. They shoot 51.5%, and they lose the game. That one's going to hurt. When it comes down to seeding, and look, Indiana's not in the same spot as Kentucky right now or Louisville. All right, Indiana's, they're in the tournament. That's it. Kentucky's in the tournament right now, but you got to win some games against ranked opponents or you won't be. Indiana's going to be in the tournament. You don't know when you're getting or if you're getting those two injured players, injured stars back. You don't. I know Xavier Johnson probably out for the rest of the regular season. They're being really hush-hush on the race Thompson injury. Is it a knee? Yes. How bad is it? Eh, we're not going to tell you. It's not good. It's not horrible. Somewhere in between good and, and catastrophic. Well, that's a, there's a big gap between good and catastrophic. There's a whole lot of adjectives in between those two. It looked bad uh, the other night at Iowa. When it happened, I went, mm, that's not, that is, that's bad. But they have not ruled him out for the season. And Trace Jackson Davis, he's going to have to carry this team. He tried to carry them yesterday. <laughs> I mean, those numbers are incredible. He did have three turnovers. I'm looking for something to get mad at Trace Jackson Davis about. He had four block shots. Four block shots. So he was two rebounds and six block shots away from a quadruple double. I mean, two assists and six block shots away from a quadruple double. He was two assists away from a triple double with 24 rebounds. Yikes. He's so good. Now you got Penn State Wednesday, 7 o'clock at Penn State. Penn State, by the way, at home yesterday had a six-point lead over Purdue at halftime and lost by 13. Penn State is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They are, as Forrest would say, they're a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get out of Penn State. But my guess here is, because it's Indiana, when they go to College, college Station, they are go- Happy Valley, they are going to get the best version of Penn State. That's usually what happens. They got the best version of Iowa, even though Indiana had a, a three-touchdown lead in that game, 21-point lead in that game. Iowa stormed back. It was the best version of Iowa because I don't think Iowa's great. They got the best version of Northwestern yesterday. They did. 
when you're Indiana, when you're Kentucky, even when you're Louisville, you're usually going to get the best version of the other team. That's the best Alabama you're going to see all year that beat Kentucky. And I, unlike Tony Burke, I think Alabama does have a chance to go to the Final Four. I do think they're that good. But when you're Kentucky, you're going to get the best version of Alabama. They're going to get the best version of Tennessee on Saturday down in Knoxville. And that's not good if you're a Kentucky fan. Indiana's going to get the best version of Penn State on Wednesday. And the best version of Penn State is pretty darn good. Let's take a break. NFL talk coming up. I'll give you a winner in the national championship game. Brandon Staley, is he on the hot seat in Los Angeles? We'll talk about that. And more NFL playoffs coming up. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of this Monday. E-Me. I make a lot of mistakes on this show. I don't have a computer in front of me. I got a notebook. I'm old school. Got a pen, some paper. Got some notes jotted down. But I make a lot of mistakes. Because, uh, you know, your brain gets, your mouth gets going faster than your brain can't keep up. At least that's what my wife tells me. I said probably 12 seconds into the show today, TCU and Michigan tonight. I just read the texter that uh, caught me on it. Did you just say TCU and Michigan? Yeah, I did. It's, of course, TCU and Georgia tonight in the national championship game. What happened, and this is just a guess, I'm flipping around last night. I get to ESPNU. They're replaying TCU and Michigan. So I watched about a quarter and a half of that game. Uh, So 12 seconds into the show today. This may be earliest mistake in any week. New record, 12 seconds in. TCU and Georgia tonight. Georgia's a 13-point favorite. Try to give you a winner here uh, before the show is over. Eminem Cartage Hotline still open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Last chance to get your text into the show at that number. The AP Top 25 basketball poll is out. Houston moves up a spot to number one. Remember, Purdue lost this week. Uh, I think it was to Rutgers. Kansas moves up a spot to number two. Purdue falls to number three in the nation. Here's a question for you, and it's not relevant today, but we are literally a week away from it being relevant. All right. When is the last time Kentucky, Louisville, North Carolina, and Duke were not in the top 25? Duke is 24th this week. They dropped eight spots after getting shellacked by NC State and then hanging on to beat Boston College by a point yesterday. Had they lost that game, we would be asking that question. Because Carolina's way out, Kentucky and Louisville, especially, I mean, we know Louisville, but Kentucky has no uh, others receiving votes votes. How about that? Indiana, by the way, is 30th as far as uh, when you consider others receiving votes. They're 30th. So the top 10 right now is Houston, Kansas, Purdue, 
Alabama, Tennessee are four and five. Followed by UConn, who lost their second game this week. UCLA, Gonzaga up a spot to eighth. Arizona is ninth, and Texas is tenth. Arizona, by the way, had a long home winning streak ended when they lost to Washington State on Saturday, 74-61. Washington State is now 7-10. and And it was just on this show Wednesday when Tony Burke was saying, hey, what about Arizona? Look out for Arizona. They're good. And I had a texter send a text saying, I don't know. Hang on. They're not deep at all. They got a little bit of talent in the starting lineup, but they're not they're not deep, and he didn't think they were good, and apparently this texture was right. Lose to Washington State at home. Uh, 11 through 20 is Kansas State. Kansas State was not in the top 25 last week. They're 11th today. They beat Texas, scored 116 points to beat Texas, and then they went on the road and beat Baylor in overtime this week a ranked Baylor team. And Kansas State, by the way, is 14-1. and one. And we're not in the top 25 until today they are 11th. 12 is Xavier, 13 is Virginia, 14 Iowa State, 15 Arkansas. The Hogs are dealing with some injury problems. Miami is 16th, TCU 17th. They, they uh, suffered a home loss to Iowa State this week. Wisconsin is 18. Wisconsin took it on the chin from Illinois this weekend. One of the winners in the uh, six-pack, by the way, Illinois. 19 is Providence. They come in. They were unranked last week. They're 19th. Missouri was unranked. They're 20th. Then it's Auburn, Charleston, San Diego State, Duke at 24, and Marquette is 25th. That's your new AP top 25. The six-pack was 5-1. and one. The only loss was South Carolina. And like I said, it was early, and it was huge. Uh, so I was out of the six-pack early. 83, excuse me, 85-42 Tennessee over South Carolina. My winners were Boston College, which was the only system bet to hit this week, and Illinois. Illinois, I thought, would be a slight underdog. They were a seven-point favorite over Wisconsin, and they won by double digits. So those uh, Illinois Duke gave me a two out of three on Saturday. NFL football, oh, my Tennessee Titans. Lost, uh, lost their last seven. Got knocked out of the playoffs by Jacksonville. But you know what? They covered. They covered the point spread. Getting four and a half. Jacksonville beats Tennessee 20 to 16. I think it was three and a half, actually. 20 to 16. Tennessee was a winner. Buffalo was a winner, a late, unnecessary touchdown. And the Bills beat New England 35 23 as a seven point favorite. And then I gave you the Detroit Lions last night, taking the points against Green Bay. Lions win it outright to knock Aaron Rodgers and the Packers out of the playoffs 20 to 16. Chicago gets the number one pick in next year's draft because the Colts couldn't stop a fourth and 20 against Houston. Now, a lot of people, a lot of uh, national sports radio shows, talk shows, are making a big deal out of this. Like, you know, 
Houston, they don't know how to lose when they're supposed to lose, and, and now they got they lose the number one pick in the draft. I don't think it's a big deal. Chicago moves up to number one, but the Bears have their quarterback, right? They've got Justin Fields. Houston is looking for a quarterback at number two now. They'll get one. Now, there is a very decent chance that the Bears decide to trade that pick for some immediate help, a bunch of commodities, plus a couple of more draft picks. Who wants to trade up to number one to get a quarterback? The Colts? Maybe. Carolina? Maybe. The Jets? Maybe. Who wants to trade up and and give up some of your franchise, some of your picks, some of your talent, to get the number one pick in the draft wrestled away from the Bears? Because the Bears don't need a quarterback. They are committed to Justin Fields for at least the next three or four years. So I don't think it's that big of a deal that Houston lost the number one pick. They got the number two pick. They're still going to get a quarterback. It might not be the one they want, but they're still going to get a top-level quarterback. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, whoever it, might, whoever it may be. If you got the number two pick, worst-case scenario you're going to get the second quarterback on your list of quarterbacks. So I don't know why it's that big a deal. Other than the fact of the way that Houston lost it, that first pick, the way they won the game yesterday. Fourth and 20, late, late, late in the game, they throw a Hail Mary in the end zone, and the Colts, doing Colts things, don't knock it down. And then they get a two-point conversion as well and win 32-31. Jeff Saturday, I hope they kept his seat warm at ESPN. I I hope they kept his spot on the desk and didn't give it away. Because after that first win, where he was 1-0, and he he had the chest stuck out in the press conference after the game. Yeah, look at me. He went 0-7 the last seven weeks of the regular season. Not good. And they were not competitive. They were not. So Jeff Saturday, Colts looking for a coach. Denver's looking for a coach. Denver had a nice win yesterday over the Chargers. Chargers getting a lot of grief today. Head coach Brandon Staley played most of his starters yesterday. The Chargers were locked into the number five seed in the AFC, no matter what happened yesterday. Conventional wisdom says take, don't let your starters play, right? Don't let them play. Denver was a three-point favorite in that game. I'm sorry, they were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. And then when uh, Vegas found out Brandon Staley was going to start all of his starters, Denver became a three-point favorite in that game because you don't know how long you're going to keep them in. Well, he didn't keep Joey Bosa in very long, the defensive end, because he got hurt. They didn't keep wide receiver Mike Williams in very long because he hurt his back, had to be carted off. He walked to the sideline, had to be carted to the locker room. The video of him getting off the cart to walk into the locker room is not good. He looked older than me trying to get off of that cart and gingerly walking into the locker room. 
And Justin Herbert took a couple of shots yesterday that he shouldn't have had to take. There is a fine line between playing your playing your starters, playing to win, and and playing to keep everybody healthy. And Brandon Staley missed the boat yesterday. You're locked into the five spot. Well, yeah, I don't want my guys to get complacent, uh, an extra week off here, and get into some bad habits. I don't care. You can't go into that game next week in Jacksonville with injuries, and that's what you're doing now. Will Joey Bosa play? Probably. Will he be 100%? No. Will Mike Williams play? Who knows? He definitely won't be 100%. Herbert took a couple shots, and they finally take him out of the game. It's like, what are you doing? Why is he in this game? If the Chargers lose in Jacksonville next week, do they think about changing coaches because of what happened this week? I think, yes, they do. What about Dallas? Dallas threw a stinker in yesterday, and they were playing for something. Because when that game started, Dallas still had a chance at the number three, at the number one seed. Still had a chance. Philadelphia would have had to lose, which they didn't. San Francisco would have had to lose, which they didn't. So they, they were still playing for something. And they laid an absolute egg. They were terrible. Dak Prescott was terrible, threw a pick six. He was two for his first ten passes yesterday. And the Washington Commanders, leave. Uh, they, they finished the season with a victory. The quarterback for the Commanders yesterday was Sam Howell, who had never started a game in the National Football League. And he made the Celtics... The Celtics. He made the Cowboys not look good. Final score was 26 to 6. And now Dallas limps into a playoff game at Tampa Bay next Monday night as a three point favorite. I'm telling you now, my pick of the week next week right now is Tampa Bay plus the three. They're going to win that game. And then the speculation can begin. Jerry Jones, not happy. Mike McCarthy, they stunk against Washington. They lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Let's bring in Sean Payton. Sean Payton's going to be a coach in the NFL next year. He all but said that in his TV gig on Fox last weekend. He's already met with Denver. He's going to be an NFL coach. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is going to be an NFL coach next year. The question is where. Sean McVay probably going to step down in L.A. with the Rams. That job's going to be open, but that's a rebuild. The Rams are going to be a rebuild. They they mortgaged everything. They got a fourth mortgage just to win the Super Bowl. It worked. They won the Super Bowl. Now they're going to pay for it for a few years. Give me TCU tonight and the 13 points. <sighs> Look, Georgia's the best team in the country. Going for an undefeated season, a second straight national championship, probably going to win the game. They can win by 30. They could win by 40. But TCU is scrappy, fun. I think they kind of keep it close. Maybe a backdoor late touchdown cover. Give me TCU plus 13 tonight. Talk to you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage and the Big X.
WXVW, Jeffersonville.